So I'm going to jump off because I know, you know, I'm limited on my time. I'm locked into an interview right now, yet um, I wanted to be mindful of everybody's availability. So peace. My name is Anna Nayakana. Uh, a lot of people call me Naya Zuri. That is the name of my movement for the youth, for our communities. Um, essentially, it's started with literacy. Um, I'm a two times best-selling author. I'm a producer, both for music, television, film. I'm also an award-winning speaker and, you know, mother of dragons, whatever title you want to give me yet. Um, I'm really about this work, that work being impact, um, specifically for our children and tr creating generational wealth. But when I say generational wealth, uh, making this world really worthy of them. Uh, my movement is something that's been growing now for seven years, uh, come this January, so I'm so grateful to be here. Jaja and I have been in each other's realms for a few years now, yet um, we are really locked in as partners in purpose, and I look forward to growing partnerships with you in purpose and really playing a fundamental role to bringing I Create Africa here in the States, um, understanding how all of us in the diaspora need access to these resources like we were talking about, right, that they bury in the backyard with the bodies because of our zip code or our area code or our demographic or what we put on our voter registration card, whatever the case is. Um, I grew up here in the U.S. Um, as an immigrant. I'm originally from Berlin, Germany. My family's from Uganda, East Africa. So shout out to my Banyankoli. And uh, having an American experience, yet not being American and having an African mindset really set me apart on my journey. And all the adversities and things that I personally uh, underwent, I realized I had to overcome them. And I didn't see an obstacle as an obstacle. I really saw it as an opportunity for myself to grow. And from there, in all my life experiences, I birthed my purpose, Naya Zuri. So we'll have more time to build. Yeah, I'm excited for what we're going to bring to Detroit. I'm excited and proud of my bro, Jaja. This is just the beginning for you, the beginning of us. I'm honored to be your partner, your sister. And we're going to make this happen. Give God all the glory and yeah, keep it moving and keep it pushing. So thank you for the floor. I do have to jump off, yet I'm going to intentionally watch the replay later this evening so I can catch up and get to know all of you more personally. And Get used to this face and this voice because we'll be connected on a week by week basis. And I'm gonna hold you accountable because I want you to hold me accountable as well. All right? So I'm looking forward to bringing this, this impact forward. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Joel, you wanna go next? All right, peace. All right, there we go. Two interviews within an interview. <laughs> you see that? Oh, Two interviews God. with, like, we getting it done. We got that work. Yeah. We caught that intro, right? All right, so, now we're going to get into it. So I guess before we even, all right. Growing up in Berlin. Yes. How was, how would you say health is out there as far as food is concerned? Oh, you have access to the highest quality foods. You can go to the market and the same price that's in the market is the same price that's in the farmer's market outside right. if you're buying direct. It's not an upcharge. They want the people to have access right. to whole foods without it being a focus on consumerism because they want your overall health and well-being to be ideal, to be optimal, to live a long, healthy life, to contribute to the country, to right. the city, to have a family that is happy and healthy and thriving, that is wealthy in every area of their life, makes the country healthy. Another reason why Germany has universal health care, mm. why they have 100% free Education. Right. You're, there is no tuition reimbursement. Like, hey, sell me your soul in 60 hours a week so I can, you know, kick you back 25% of this tuition reimbursement and you may or may not stay working for me and I'm going to stress you in the meantime. No, we will pay for you all the way up through collegiate level, through get your PhD. Yet, yeah. I also then add that value here yeah. to our country. That's triggering because, you know, that's how. And who I, would want to leave right. if you're being treated that way? So, culturally, what was like, a dish as far as food you would eat. I'm just gonna, I'm just trying to put that together. <laughs> well, my mother's originally from Moldova, so shout out to Moldova. Um, so that's in Eastern Europe, so we eat everything. It could be like a bowl of like kidney beans um, that's seasoned with onions and peppers and things like that. So or like some millets, yeah. also bringing in um, our African dishes, fish. Not too much focus on heavy meats. Like mm -hmm. really having every color spectrum on the plate. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not about just eating a healthy salad and then eating a hamburger right next to it or a right. cheeseburger with fries right, right. loaded and chili <laughs> and all of this. Like, whoa, what is all this extensive stuff here in this right. like Western world with this? Um, is this a plate? Is this a meal? I almost feel like this is going to give me high cholesterol versus mm. actually give my body the nutrients 
that it needs. So the the plates were always colorful. Okay. And even like snacking, if we take the concept of snacking, how it is here yeah. in the U.S., everything is very packaged. Everything is very processed. I don't know what snacking is. My kids, <laughs> shout out to my sons, are oh, I want a snack, I want a snack. I don't know what snacks are. Mm. I'm like, here, take some of these berries, take some of this, these cucumbers, right. you know, take, take food. All I know is actual food. Okay. I don't know what the snack concept is. So you leave, right? Yes. And you come to the Western world, like you yes. just said, right? Mm. So you still kept that, you guys, you still kept that up or did you kind of adapt a little bit to the Western Oh no, we kept that up. That's how I grew up. I've never become Americanized in the sense of like my fundamentals, my Got ideas, it. my philosophies, my mentality. Mm. None of those things ever left me because I wasn't being raised by American parents. We're still immigrants. We just, Absolutely. our environment changed. Yeah. So there was a plethora of external factors I now had to start dealing with that my parents weren't prepared for or aware of. And those are the adversities that I had to eventually overcome. So, like we were talking about before, right? Yes. Heart disease, number mm -hmm. one killer in Hartford. Yes. You've done work in Hartford yourself, correct? Absolutely, shout out to Hartford Public Schools. I love everyone in Hartford. You know, Hartford has a special place in my heart. <laughs> I'm a, I grew up in Stanford when we immigrated here. However, being on this journey from being an author to then really fully cleaning everything that I do and showing everything that I've been given to give. Yeah to this world, um, Stanford, my hometown and my home city, you know, they were a little slow on opening their doors to me. I was banging on uh -oh. those school doors, uh -oh. you know, I'm gonna call it like it is. It's all good now and it's all love now, yet yeah, right. they were very slow to open the doors, whereas Harvard's like, we have this, we need this, please come here, yes, you're adding value. I don't care that you don't have a budget. Right. I'm gonna give my time. And I did that for years and years and years until it was undeniable. What did you see as far as like, you know, what were, what were the issues that you felt that you saw in the city that, that, that can contribute to that, that can contribute for heart disease being the number one killer in Hartford? What oh. did you see? I'll tell you why, the, why heart disease is the number one killer in Hartford. Why? Oh, I don't even like that term. We have a sickness and it's prevalent, not actually in Hartford, it's really in any major city right. across the US right. where we are concentrated in, where we are condensely populated in. So what I experienced in Hartford and living up in Hartford County now for the past 13 years mm -hmm. is a sickness of spirit, is a sickness of mind. Right. And if you don't have mind, body, and spirit aligned, best believe you're gonna have a dis-ease show up, yeah. manifest within your body an illness, yet before any sort of illness happens, heart disease, diabetes, high cholesterol, depression, whatever the case is, even ADD, right. yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it, we're gonna get into it. It starts with your mind, yeah. what you're thinking, which is inspired or influenced by what you're feeling, your spirit, Right. okay? Now let's talk about the external factors. What am I seeing in the city? Not enough healthy food options, nope. right? A fast food joint on every corner, right? And they make it cheap mm. because you may not have the economic standing to be able to feed your family and put a $50 plate on the meal, yeah. for, you know, on the on the table for your family. So, yeah. oh, let me just get a number one and a number three and a number this. It's only going to cost me four or five dollars. I can just feed my kids because we're in a mode of survival. Yeah, we're just trying to survive. Right. I'm just trying to keep you going and get you to the next day. So now your child can go and take that free lunch ticket. Shout out to all my free lunch ticket kids because I was a free lunch ticket kid mm. in order for the school to feed them. And now at least the schools have been um, adjusting their menus. Right. Right, they're adjusting their menu so there are healthy, there are healthier options. Is it the highest quality? No, but we're gonna take what we can get, right? However, having that at home where that could be your base point. So now let's circle back to like having this mode of survival. Yeah. So if you're just trying to feed your kids to keep them alive, you're not actually going to make sure they have the proper nutrients. That's true. All right. Now, if that's happening with food alone, what's happening with the music that you're listening to? Mm. What you're viewing, the programming, what you're scrolling and right, tapping right, and liking. Right. Mm. That's very low vibrational. Right. Mm. That's very hitting you just like at your root. It has no, no high vibration whatsoever. It's not inspiring you. It's not keeping you in check through inspiration, meaning it's something that's gonna hold you accountable. That's gonna make sure that it has some ethical standings and keep you in integrity. All of these factors. And then we have to talk about the things that we don't control. Right. Right, the things that the 1% or the higher powers that be control, right? Right. Projects, 
housing projects, mm -hmm. districts, school districts, zip codes, funding, taxes, all of these things. And I don't want to get too political in it, yeah. yet everything is very systematic. Things are just not happening by happenstance. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say this. It's, you know, my grandmother, she came up here from Jamaica. She grew up in Hartford. Yes. And my mother always told me she never realized she was poor mm. until she grew up. Mm. Like She saw things and she was like, she heard people talking about certain things. Yes. And when she heard like, all right, yeah, these people are poor. She's like, oh, shoot. Like, I grew up that way. Mm. But the mentality that you spoke about, right? She didn't, I guess her not thinking she was poor, I feel like gave her this confidence mm. in how she carries herself today. Mm. Now, I guess my question for you is, you know, my grandmother, she grew like food in her, in her yard. Yes, yes. I feel like that's not the case today. I could be wrong. Where did that shift happen? Cause she grew up in this same city. Mm -hmm. She was a lunch lady. She didn't make that much money. Mm. So I do feel like you are going somewhere with the mentality piece. Absolutely. I just feel like we lost, like the mentality was shifted somewhere. Right. We should be growing everything for right, ourselves. Right. You know, we that's something we actually maintained as immigrants here. Yet it wasn't until my parents uh, purchased their home once I was 15, going on 16, yeah. that we had the land to then grow our food again. Right. Grow our food again. again. We used to grow it. Yeah. Yet when you go from fields and greens to concrete, mm. your options are limited. Absolutely. There's only so many things you can grow in a pot outside in the middle of winter in New England, okay. right? So let's get real about it. Yeah, growing your own food should be intentional, right? Uh, the, the separation of removing pesticides and other external factors that they're putting in the soil and the hormones and the things that they're spraying that's going to affect that food. You know, you go to like the store yeah. and you go to grab an apple that's like $2 right. for one apple right, for whatever right, reason, right, right. and it's covered in wax. It's been sitting there for a week or two. I take my kids to the orchard. We, we pick our apples fresh, okay. right? As long as they're in season, as long as they're available and understanding that concept of growing, the process that it takes. Imagine you tilling the land. Imagine you putting in that work, your effort, your energy in that soil. Yeah. Watching your tree grow, mm. speaking to your tree, pruning your tree, mm, mm. right? I'm, I'm floating here. No, I'm listening, me. I'm listening. Pruning your tree, really maintaining it, being that gardener, right? As like God gardens us, pruning us along our journey. Ooh, it hurts. Right. Ooh, I'm not ready for this. Ah, oh, this, this season is changing. Oh, it's raining right, one minute, but right. I just want the sun, but the sun feels good. But if it's too, if it's too sunny, I'm starting to get dry, my right. bark and this and that. But the process of it, what your grandmother maintained, the separation of that, that's knowledge that has been taken away from yeah. us as a people yeah. that were taken unwillingly and brought here at the times that we were, right? But those 400 years did not define us. Yeah, a lot of us are still in that mentality. And now the chains are on our mind and we don't even understand who we are, where we come from, what we have the potential to do, who we have the potential to be, and who essentially we divinely are. We've lost ourselves yeah. as a people, globally. That hurts me. Yet, I don't like to focus on the problems. I like to focus on the solution. solution. I'm very solution-based. Yeah, so am I. All right, let's go. I was going to ask, so... Sometimes, mm. you stated all that, right? Mm. I just feel like, don't take this the wrong way, not that there's no hope, but how do you get back to that? How? Because yeah. it's tough. After I looked at the numbers and I saw what was going on and then like the food deserts and, mm -hmm. and me, right? I make decent money. I'm able to eat healthy. Yes. And you talked about survival. Mm. How can someone do those things? How can you even think about growing food or learning if you're just trying to survive? All right, we're gonna get into it. You have to change your mentality. You have to really claim your life. You have to say no one else is entitled to this except for me. Who am I? Right. You're here for a reason. Yet I can't tell you your reason just as you cannot tell me mine. You have to really journey and choose yourself. You have to want to choose yourself though. Eventually, as you start getting fumbled around and factors and things are pushing you around, one day you're going to say, I don't like the way I'm feeling anymore. I don't like this. I don't like going here and going to these spaces and being with these people. I don't like these situations anymore. There's got to be more. Is this it? Right. And once you reach that point of, is this it? That should be your pivoting point. That should be the time where you finally go within yourself and say, you know what? 
there has to be more to life than this. Otherwise, what is the point? Right. We all can't just be here just for energy on this dirt sphere and then right, it's over right. after 50, 60, yeah. 70, 80, 100 years, however long you live, right? Yet you have to change your mentality from surviving to really wanting to thrive. Let's talk about thriving. Yeah. Let's talk about living and not just being alive. There's right. people walking around here like they're zombies. Oh, and I'm not talking about the walking dead. They're literally walking around here <laughs> like zombies. They're nah, yeah. completely unaware of what's going on, just consuming anything they find on the street, just right. connecting with people for whatever reason, just right. pulling up and showing up and linking up and catching all these bodies in every sort of way. Like, what is the Ooh. point of that? Yeah, let's talk about it. What's the point of all of that? You're giving your energy away. You don't even know the potential of where you could really reach because you haven't even chosen yourself yet. So you have to have that shift. It's all about your perspective. It's all about your mentality. And when you make that shift, yeah. then we go from just buying and being consumers, knowing that we're the number one consumer. Right, and right. And we're keeping this oil spinning right, over here that right. we're complaining about. Right. We're oiling it. Mm. So you can't complain about oiling it if mm. you're not even aware of the role that you play in it. So we go from just purchasing yeah. and consumerism to being creators and creatresses, to being gardeners, to growing our own, growing our food, growing our children, growing ourselves. That's what we get to. So don't be hopeless mm. because you're here. I am. I'm here. Y'all yeah. here. Y'all right. here. Everybody's here. Those that are activated, those that are aware, awoke, whatever you want to say. Right. Yet we're here. So we should be leading in these spaces with intention, purposely, every day. That's how we make the shift. Mm. You know, my uncle, well, my mother's uncle, so my great uncle, he, yes. he was a farmer, right? Oh, let's go. So growing up, I would like, my mom would send me to, he lived, he was in Jamaica, but then he lived in Florida. Okay. So like, he had like a little farm in Florida. Mm. I would go there for the summer. Nice. And I would see like, he would sell eggs. He had chickens mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, like, it was probably some happy chickens. Yeah, yeah like life was cool, like <laughs> yes. in the summertime. And then I don't know. Well, when he passed away, all that information left. I was mm. like five when he when he passed away. But um, I still remember growing up on his farm, right? Mm. But I'm saying I'm gonna lead to a point. So I I felt like I wanted to be a farmer, right? Because that's all I knew as a kid. Mm -hmm. But then you grow up and then you see like corporate America and all oh, these things, boy. right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I need money, right? So forgot to tell me about the oh, split. Oh man, we're good. Keep going. It's all natural. Yeah. Okay. That was flowing. We flowed with that. Yeah. So I keep that in there too. Right, right. <laughs> so then I had that moment that you were saying. Like, mm. well, I went to school and then like you just get caught up trying to make money, 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 right? I don't even think you're really thinking about health. I was an athlete, so naturally okay. I worked out, but like I still ate the garbage that oh, you was talking about. Yes. And then I did have that moment where I was like, Well, what am I doing? Mm. Like I felt like I was you know, I get up, I go to work, I do mm -hmm. this, I do that. So I get, I get your point saying, like, people are like zombies out here. Yeah. But I don't even know how you tap into those people. That I mean, you said it. You can't make someone wake up. No, but no influence. You, Inspiration do you, only. Do you see when you with the kids, though? Mm. What's the difference between the adult and Oh, the a huge difference. Talk to me about that. <laughs> well, the children are already born so pure in this world. They're so whole. Right. right. We talk about whole foods. I'm here to keep the child whole. I recently just said that in a clip from my mm. premiere. Keeping the child whole. It's the outside world that eventually breaks them down to become a broken adult. Right. That does carry all these burdens and has all this shadow and then creates all these poor habits. And these poor habits contribute to a poor mentality, a poor physicality, right. a poor spirituality right once again it's all aligned yeah so with the youth oh let me tell you something the youth shout out to the nizari nation too all right i gotta pause yeah, go ahead. I was gonna do yeah, that. Go ahead. shout out to the nizari nation i love y'all this is for you all this work all this inner work all this purpose work is for y'all and with the youth they are so quick to make a change right they're not so stuck and stubborn in their ways and so rooted so so strongly we're like no i will not be moved right. as an adult will because they just want to hold on with that ego. They're quick. Oh, I didn't do that right. Okay, well, let me try it this way. Right. Or, hmm, I never thought of that. Okay, let me think like this. Or, hmm, I didn't know that. Let me keep reading and learning. Right. They're so quick to make a shift, to learn, to implement. You can say, hey, here's a project. Take this pot. Here's some seeds. They will go home and plant those seeds and wash that pot every mm -hmm. day. They'll set a timer. Mm -hmm. They'll remind their mother about it, their father, their brother. Oh, it's growing. It's sprouting. Right, right. And they will bring you back a plant. If I give their parent that pot, 
and those seeds. More than likely, it's going to get thrown by the laundry basket mm. or it's going to get forgotten about in the car in the back with the soccer supplies yeah. or it's going to be tucked away because you're thinking about grocery lists yeah. you're thinking about putting in 50, 60, 80 hours and beyond for the man and everything else and then the dynamics of family and somehow remembering to do something for yourself what is the real focus right. yet if your focus is on truly teaching your children the best way for a child to learn is by them observing you mm. So some, one of my friends called me a servant leader the other day. And I was like, mm, I like that. And he's like, you're a leader, yet you really are a servant first. Wow. I said, I am. And as I serve, I lead. And as I lead, I serve. So it's really understanding the duality of it. And the youth are just so ready. They're ready to maintain who they already are. They're already dreamers. Right. They already feel balanced and limitless. Yet eventually, along the way, as they start mm-hmm. journeying, and their family or their school or their environment starts telling them, nope, ooh, you can't do that. Right. Oh, no, that's wrong. Oh, no, don't do this. Oh, no, don't think that. No, you don't have that option. You don't have that option. Here, do this, do this, do this. Influence, 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 influence. They start to lose themselves. Right. And they start to crack that wholeness. And they eventually become a broken adult. I'm here to remedy that before it even begins. Yeah, I see you doing it. And it's funny because I could have talked to you about so many things, mm. right? But... I think we get caught up in all the, like you said, the consumerism and all those things. This stuff is very important to me. That's kind of like why I created this platform. Yes. And the fact that, I mean, you're so versatile. You know, you, you do so <laughs> much stuff. But like, I like that you're talking about this topic because yes. I feel like it's the foundation. And people kind of don't, you, people skip over that part, right? Oh, yeah. They just show you the end goal, like right. where they are now. They want to see the outside packaging right, with right. the nice bow and the nice sweatshirt right, right, and the right. nice, yeah, right, all it is. Right. Yet it's the work that we're doing. Yeah. And don't think like we did it and we stopped. Yeah. This is consistent. I'm constantly doing inner work. I stay, I'm right now, I'm in a state of meditation. Right now, presently. Right. Right. It's about maintaining that for yourself. And then everything that springs from that is seen in everything that I do. That way I'm not influenced by the outside world. I'm creating my world. In my own image, right. really creating this new world order as I see it, as a creatress. Now imagine every youth knowing that mm. and then maintaining that. Imagine the next generation of adults that are not broken, that are servant leaders, that are creating everything. Right. You think we'll be relying so much on fossil fuels? Right. You think there'll be so many wars and civil wars and ethnic tribal cleansings and things happening in order to maintain a certain balancing in the political global chessboard that's out here manipulating societies and right. countries? No, it'll be less of that. Yet we have to stick and focus on the, the youth at the root of it. Who is at the root? How is it that someone is like this when you started like this? Right. How do we not lose ourselves? How do we continue to grow and flourish as these trees so we can create the fruit? What are the fruits of our labor? Right now, the fruits that are growing, if they're growing at all, they're so malnutrition. Right. I wouldn't feed that to my child. Let me ask you this. You're in the field. Your boots on the ground. Yeah. You see progression. What's your, what do you what do you feel for the future for the youth? Do you see it changing? Now I expect you not to say no. It's not going to change. But re, like truthfully, like because sometimes I get scared for my son in this world. Like if I if I leave this earth tomorrow, I'm like like I have a notebook for my son. If something mm. were to happen to me, it's like here are the keys to him, life. Give him father. this book. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah yeah yeah. So he'll see that. that, right? He'll know about this notebook. Yes, yes. But it still scares me. I'm still scared for him. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm hopeless. I just, I'm going to keep trying, right? Because I meet people like you. You kind of gave me a whole nother type of motivation, right? Mm-hmm. On the phone, it was like, I was, you. your energy was hitting me. Like, <laughs> it's like, yo, who is this? <laughs> but no, Good now it's you. in person, right? Yeah. So it's just like, what do you feel the future is like? What do you feel? What do you feel is going to be, you know, do you see, how do you see it? Do you see it changing? Absolutely. Because I'm here changing it. Right. As are you. Right. Now, from my perspective, I'm fulfilling the vision that I've been given. I really am here to change the world. I've been saying that since I was two years old. This is not something to be a coin phrase or something to just take out or create a meme from. Yeah. And as I journeyed and created my purpose and really awakened to who I was, but also who I could be. Like, I'm finally the woman I've always wanted to become. Yeah. And because of that, I know that I'm, what I'm doing every day intentionally is making the change. 
But a lot of people want to throw quotes out there. Be the change you want right. to see in the world. Gandhi, exactly. okay. Thank you, Gandhi. Yet, how do you become the change you want to see in the world? What is the discipline? Right? I sleep like three, four hours a day if I'm lucky. Like, you know mm. what I mean? And I say lucky intentionally. Like, my spirit never turns off. Mm. So I see the world being fulfilled. I see it being reborn. I see it being consumed in light and in love and in empathy and in understanding. Everything I'm doing is to make this world worthy for our youth, for my kids, for your son, for all of us. Yeah. How do you how do you balance doing all this work with the youth and then your children as well? <laughs> how do you how do you pull that off? Right, we were talking about superheroes before yeah, we started right, filming. Right. You're like, you're like Superwoman. I was like, like, nah, Superwoman. Yeah. yeah, she's got nothing on me because she's not a mother. Yeah. None of these uh, superhero, you know, women characters are mothers. Mm. That's a whole nother level. Uh, my children have been getting this work. They have me as a mother. Right. So I've been giving them this work since the womb. Mm. Literally, since the womb, affirming them. I, when they came out into this world, I was in Google Gaga. I'm like, I'm affirming them every day. I'm speaking to, hey, peace, young God. How you feeling today? How's your spirit? What are you going to accomplish today? What are you going to fulfill? Are you going to crawl from here to here? Let's do it. Let's get it done. <laughs> right, right, You're going right. to eat this food I just right, made you, you know? Right. But really affirming them, letting them know who they are so they can be aware of themselves. It's that awareness, that consciousness, never limiting them or dulling them. How I balance it, I don't have a secret code or right. a secret cheat code right. to any other mompreneurs or mothers in business and women in business. You do what you love. And my children are my world. Mm. And the love that I have for my children is actually not different from the love that I have for any child in my Nazarene nation or any child that I come into contact with. I love your son as I love my own. Mm. And some people may not understand that, like, oh, that's a little weird honor. That's a little new age. Or I'm like, no. Right, right. Like, I care about every child. I care about you. I care about who you are. I care about what you're going through. I want to listen to you. I don't just want to talk to you, right? I want it to be an exchange. I want to be in your life it matters to me what happens yeah. to every child and you wouldn't believe how many kids don't get an i love you who don't get a I believe in you right who don't feel like they're being heard who don't feel like anyone wants to listen to them so what do they do they resort to drugs yeah. alcohol yeah. poor decisions mistakes mm -hmm. right and then later on maybe in the 30s and the 40s they look back and they're like ah no you know what that mistake was a life lesson i can now apply it but what about in that 20-year span right how could you have lived during that 20 year span? You know, why even have to make a mistake in the first place? You have to be able to see all your options instead of feeling like this is the only way that once again influences you have to do this, click on this, buy this, this is the best way, this is the only way, I am right, you are wrong, listen right. to me only. Right. Versus inspiration is, here is what everything is. Here are all your options. Choose what's best for you to grow. What's going to help you fulfill your highest potential. It doesn't have to be this way or the highway. It can be all the ways. You know, you train it like the village. Like when I grew up, like if my grandmother's friend saw me doing something, yes. she was on me about mm. it. Like I couldn't get away with it. You know what I mean? And now it's yeah. like, if I don't know. I feel like it's hard to tell someone if their nephew or their child is doing something wrong. Like, right, say, oh, mind your business. Yeah, right, like, who are you to say this, this, right. and the third? So, like, yeah, people may come at you like, wow, you really, this, 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 this is different. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, I feel like that helped me as well. Mm. I saw something online, right? Um, this is why I'm afraid to, like, bring my son to daycare. Oh, all right. Let's because... All right, I saw someone online, right? Yes. A, a woman disciplining a child online. Or in daycare. Maybe more. In, in daycare, daycare setting. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, grabbing the oh. child. And then I, I don't know all the facts. Yes. I heard something maybe like the child was autistic, all these things. Okay. So it's like, well, we got to touch on those topics yes, too because too. that matters. Um, I don't know how I feel, right? Because I'm not, it was from the video that I saw, mm. it didn't look right. You shouldn't really be grabbing on no absolutely not at all right but is that her mentality like where does that come from from her is she like where do you think that comes from like an old school mentality or that's just flat out wrong listen at the end of the day you should not be putting your hands on anyone else's child right. Discipl <laughs> disciplinary action protocol at least in the state of connecticut right. if they're neac accredited so i don't know what type of daycare this was or where it was and ct we don't play that right, right. we right. have certain um guidelines um, otherwise, you're going to get shut down, yeah. quite frankly, yeah, right. or sued, or right. the both, right? right? Um, 
yet there's a difference between response and reaction. Right. Right. Once again, duality. Response takes intuition, knowledge, wisdom, inspiration. Right. You're yeah. making a clear choice, whereas reaction is coming from that survival mentality. You're just exerting what you know right. without quite thinking it through. Uh, just because it's something that's been repetitive maybe in your family or what's been done to you, you think, well, this has to be the way. I'm influenced to do this. I'm just going to do it. Ah, right. Oh, you talk back smack. Right. Like, that's not even your child. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there was an oh, no. Right, 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 right. Sometimes it's like, what'd you say? And it's like, whoa, Ooh. that wasn't even your child. What right. are you doing here? Right. right? So once again, it comes from that mentality. We, we are what we know. We act out at what we see. Right. So it's also making sure that you have certain caregivers truly vetted. Not everybody's meant to work with children. Yeah, no, it's for sure. Just like sure. not every person is meant to be a parent. We really? don't get into it. Really? Yet there's a lot of kids out here having kids. Mm-hmm. All right? Getting mm. influenced, going with the tide, and one day waking up and having a baby on the way, yet they're not fit to be a parent. They didn't choose to be a parent. They didn't make a conscious choice to bring life into this world, yet now here's the situation. How are you going to love and raise and grow this child and understand it's not about you anymore? Mm. Or are you going to be now in competition with your child, trying to figure out how to get this burden off of you and not even show up as a parent because you can't even show up for yourself? Mm. Not everybody's meant to be a parent. And when I say parent, I don't just mean birthing a child from your own loins, from your own womb. There's so many individuals that are parents in the spaces for children that do not have one. Coaches teachers, yes. neighbors, the guy at the deli mart that makes your sandwich and you tell him, slap it. Yes, you know what I mean? Like yes. everyone can play the role of a parent, yeah. someone who cares. It could be a mentor, someone that really cares about your well-being and your own future. And they're not selfish with their time. They're here for you. And you ran across those people along the way. Yeah, a lot of them are my partners. So shout out to all my partners in purpose. How do Keeping you, hope alive. How? I feel like you're like a master networker. <laughs> like you just know you just get into these rooms right you just mm. find a way into these rooms <laughs> how how do you maneuver what's your what's, what's the secret <laughs> I clean the space I know that I belong there so I'm not uncomfortable and people bring me into the rooms I don't try to find a way I don't mm. try to do anything I do mm. so when something lines up in the lines and I'm here I'm there I'm present right I'm always looking to add value. It has nothing to do with me. Everybody who really knows me and who's a partner and purpose with me, they know I'm not, I don't ask anybody for anything. Right. I really don't. I'm here to add value. I'm here to boost whatever it is you're doing. Right. Right? So one of my superpowers, you call me a superhero, one of my superpowers is um, that I can see the potential in all people. Right. It can be a very overwhelming superpower. Now, I focus it on the youth because along my journey, I gave a lot of that overpouring and that over flow that I have yeah. of that superpower to adults that just aren't there for themselves. They're not activated. They're still broken. They're not healed. Mm. They're not claiming the space for themselves. They're not choosing to create their life. And then that's how using gets put into place versus utilizing because there's a difference. Mm. So I really focus my superpower on the youth and the partners in my life that are here doing the work each and every day, that inner work, that purpose work, that impact work, that light work. Yeah. Right? I give that to them as well. So being mindful and discerning of how I share it. But I, I claim the space. I came to a point where I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. This movement is going to grow. We're going to go from a Nyazari tribe of a few hundred to thousands. I'm going to build a nation. They're like, Anna, what are you talking about? Right. You work for the United Nations? Soon enough. You know what I mean? I'm going to put us on the world stage. Now I've created Nyazari Nation. We've grown in the thousands soon in the hundreds of thousands right. of this impact of child after child after child saved because every child that I save, the impact is not just them. They are going to birth more children or they're going to inspire other children that then do the same. And the network is going to build into this global network. So as far as I know, I kind of went to the left and the right. No, you didn't. You did not. And I don't see things as like networking. Oh, let's network. Because I'm not motivated by money. Mm. I'm motivated by impact was the difference. So for me, like I'm so spiritually wealthy. Like, I'm spiritually, I'm, there's not even a number. It's, it's beyond the billions. So I get my wealth from the fulfillment of my purpose. So because of that and that being the focus and being a servant leader, I'm always here to add value to everyone. 
And because of that, everybody wants me yeah. in the space. They want me in their rooms. Right. So it's invitations. It's a pulling in. It's not a forcing and trying to get in and banging on the doors. Right. I ripped the hinges off the doors a long time ago. Right. When I said, like, yeah, nothing's going to stop this. Nothing's going to stop me. I have a mission. I have work to complete. Was there ever a moment stumbling block in the way? I know you just run through stuff, right? I, I feel like <laughs> a block comes in. I said, I'd be bulldozing. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but was there ever a moment where you saw, like, a, you saw a barrier and you kind of, your, your energy dropped or mm. your energy always stayed the same. Like you've always been a thousand because you're not, remember, you're not on a hundred. <laughs> I'm not on a hundred. Yeah, I'm yeah, happy yeah. you remember I that. I remember that. Yeah, my energy's not yeah. on a hundred. It's definitely on yeah. a thousand. And it's not more. It's definitely on a thousand. So was there ever, was your energy never not on a thousand? Nah. And because it's never not on a thousand, I'm able to armor up. And when I have obstacles that fall into place or yeah. nonsense or any sort of low vibrational things trying to pull me from that. Right. I take out my sword. I start cutting. Mm. I cut all that low vibration. How do I cut it? By pivoting out of my own way. Pivoting. pivoting. Those that really know me, love me, they call me the pivot queen. Oh. I pivot all day long. All day long I'm making adjustments because I don't see that obstacle as an obstacle. I say, oh, I could grow here. Oh, I can change this. Oh, let me think about it this way. Oh, maybe this doesn't need to happen now. I'm not controlled by my ego. Mm. I literally keep my ego leashed up in the backyard on a short leash. Mm. I keep her in check. <laughs> okay? And she starts barking. <laughs> I keep her in check. I really do. So it's about keeping my energy where it needs to be in order for me to do that work. That's why I say I'm constantly doing that inner work. I'm constantly staying in a state of meditation. So when those instances happen, I can quickly make an adjustment. I can cut that down. I can shift it. I can change my mind, my mindset, my perspective and say, ah, don't take this personally. This person's calling you with this and saying this and this is happening. Oh, that has nothing to do with me. It will not affect or influence me right. unless I choose for it to affect and influence me. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I'm going to not hold on so tightly with my ego. That ego, we got to let it go, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it has to yeah, happen yeah, how I yeah. want, when I want, in this manner, in the way I say with these people, in the timeline, by this date, by this time. With the... Let that go. You're essentially blocking yourself mm. from your true blessing, but you got to get through it. But you're not supposed to let your energy drop. You're supposed to harness. So what I do is I take that 1,000% high-frequency energy mm -hmm. and I harness it into that ultra light beam sword and I cut all that down. See the sound effect I made? Yeah, you, yeah I saw I heard right. it. <laughs> you did Perfect it. Time but you have to consent you have to condense and concentrate that energy purposely, intention. Which means you need to be tapped in, you need to be aware. Right. Things can't just be going on around you. I'm like, oh I just have no idea what's going on. No, like really are you aware of what's happening I around know. you? I know. I know. Like all of these forces and people and individual you know individuals and factors and influence like are you aware? You can't just also be caught up in your own world. Right. That you don't have, you don't understand that we're all connected. And I think that's a big thing that COVID really exposed because it wasn't social distancing. That, that term like always used to bug me. Yeah. I'm like, it's not social distancing. It's just physical distancing. Mm. If anything, I got more connected during COVID. I didn't have to see people every day. I was going live every day. I was doing all these teachers that didn't know how to instruct their students. I was doing Zooms every day, one-on-one -on -one FaceTimes with, with students and teachers and administrators because they're not used to this. They're used to a classroom setting. Right. But all COVID did was expand and shed a light on the true issue of how disconnected a lot of our administrators are from our students. Oh, well, they're not listening to me on the Zoom. They don't want to pay attention. They don't want to come up. Were you paying attention before the Zoom? Right. Do you even know what's going on in their home that they're now trying to be on a Zoom with? Right. Do you understand that their parent is in the next room ODing? Do you understand that there's not even a parent mm. in the home? Like, do you really know yeah, your student? Exactly, exactly. They don't even feel that you know them or care about them. So what is the point of them now engaging with this screen when they can just look over here or flip it down? Mm. They were lost to you a long time ago. Right. It's funny because usually the teachers like, they just go back to their town or wherever they're from. That part. Right when school's over. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know how much they care. Definitely not as much as you. <laughs> However, when was that moment? However, there are, let me pause. There, are, there are teachers out here that yes. truly care about Absolutely, her. absolutely. And, and a lot of them are my great friends yeah. and partners. And shout out to y'all. There are educators here that are really here for the youth. And I'm grateful for them that 
actually take their time to stay in their communities or in their connected communities because they see themselves in that student. Right. And they're like, oh, I see you. If I would have just known this at 16 or at 10, it would have fundamentally changed my entire life. I'm going to become a teacher so I can make sure that I'm here to lead this next generation of scholars. Did you even know you could become a scholar, mm. Elijah? Did you even know that you could become you know, a scholar, Lauren? Like, Did you know that you, could, you can attain anything that you want? You just have to claim it. You have to be actionable. Right. You have to be intentional, and it's yours. Let me rewind that, because my <laughs> even my my teacher back because I grew up in Bloomfield, not yeah. too far. All right. My my seventh grade math teacher. Yes. He was a substitute. I Ooh. remember and he would come in. He was like twenty two at the time. Okay. And now twenty two. Oh, he was fresh. He's motivated. A, he's a principal. Oh, when I shout see out him to him. Now, What's his name? Shout Mr. out to Mr. White. Mr. White. What's up, Mr. White? I ain't never going to forget you. And like, shout out to my second grade yep. teacher, Mrs. Ridley. God bless her soul. She was the only teacher that ever cared about me. She was my only black teacher in my entire life in Stanford. And she was the only teacher that truly cared about my well-being. She used to do my hair mm. before class. Wow. After I got off the bus and she would make all the other kids uh, stay outside in the hallway so they wouldn't make fun of me. Because my mother didn't know how to do my hair. My family was struggling. Everybody was all over the place. She used to brush my hair every day. Put that green grease. You know that tub yeah, right, with the green? Right, right. And just slick it back into that poof. And she really let me know that I was seen. I was valued. It didn't matter if I didn't speak English. She loved me purely and just wanted me to feel loved and to grow and to be happy. All right. Time out. We got <laughs> and I actually on. named my second grade teacher in my books. Naya Zuri's teacher is inspired by my by my second grade teacher. Wow. So that's why her name is Miss Ridley in, Let's in the rewind. chapter series. Hold on. Right. There's some things you just said. <laughs> All right, your mom didn't know how to do your hair, right? Right. And you didn't speak English. Right. You can't just bypass that. All right, we won't get to it. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Time out. So how was how was life with like let's start with the hair. What were, what all it you, is. Yeah, Shout what, out to all my natural right, curly right, hair, right. What, you know, men and women out there, my what, youth. What would you, how did you, did you know your hair was, <laughs> Woo! did you know? Like I didn't know, I didn't know. It, it was it was a struggle for my mother. And even when we came here to the U.S., she just learned how to do like a, a braid yeah. just to contain it. But um, in the first grade, I actually contracted lice from like this stray cat that I found on the street. And like oh. I begged my parents, like, can we keep this cat, can we keep this cat? But anybody that grew up in the projects knows that like, that's like one of the codes or the right, rules, like right. you can't have pets mm. in there. But like, they let me have it. And I made, I found like a little shoe box and I made a little like home for it, a little bed for it. Right. And it gave me lice. And I remember my parents like gave it a bath, I guess to try to clean it. Little cat ended up passing away. And my dad buried it like in the woods while I was at school one day. I'm like, where's the cat? I never had a chance to name her. You wow. know what I mean? But I had lice, so we didn't speak English. My father does because Britain colonized Uganda, but my right. father was always working. Mm -hmm. So my mother had to handle it. How did she handle the situation? With a number one buzzer. Yeah. Oh. So then I went to school the next day looking like Sinead O'Connor because wow. I was bald. And then it took time for the hair to grow, hence the ponytail. Right. So that's why as I started to grow the curls back, all Miss Ridley could do is kind of put it in like a little poof and then the poof started growing and going a little more, growing a little right. more, growing a little more. And as time continued, I finally started taking more of a sense of responsibility with my hair care and figuring out like what it was. But even the society was telling me that like curly natural, you know, nappy hair is not acceptable here. Right. This is too strong of right. a crown. Mm. We need to conform to what they want. Oh, blow dry your hair. A friend of mine, his mother took me to the hair salon when I was in the sixth grade. I was so excited because I was still just doing the bun and doing the ponytail. Right. The woman put a relaxer in my hair. Oh my goodness. When I tell you like half of my hair fell out uh. from all those harsh chemicals, mothers, I hope you're not still doing this to your children. Right. All these harsh chemicals to kill the curl and to kill the kink, to make it straight and appeasable. Like I, I'll blow out my hair once in a while now. Yet I do it healthy. I just get literally a blowout, right. deep condition and a blow. I'm not putting any chemicals. You know, I'll wash it a week later. Right. Good to go. I can like switch it up yet. It took me a while to really understand what this is. I always tell my young girls, your crown, your hair and your crown is an extension of your mind. This is your greatest treasure. Right. Don't be so consumed in what you feel like the world is telling you your outward you know, appearance needs to be. Right. This appearance and this experience should only reflect 
what you're already experiencing within. Focus on your mind. Mm. Your mind is your greatest treasure. This is what you should be building up. And my crown really protects my mind. Also keeps people out my face. Right, you know what I mean? right, well, right, right. Right, right. But like, I also don't like, even as a woman, I don't even want people too much in my face. I actually love to be behind the camera versus so much in front of the camera. Yet, I know this is an honor responsibility to use my voice to be seen because I didn't see anyone like me on TV, on a podcast, on a show, even out in these streets, right. even in my classrooms. Mm. I didn't see anyone that looked like me or sounded like me to represent me and to tell me that I can have a guide. This is someone that can inspire me to show me that I can do this too. Coming from where she comes from, growing up and growing through what she's gone through. And like you said, I didn't even speak English fluent until the sixth grade. So my ESL teacher gave up on me, but having that real life representation, that would have meant everything to me. Yet I got to a point where I was like so tired of none of my birthday wishes coming true on my birthday cake. So everything I do now is fulfilling all those wishes that never came true. Wow. And making sure that's a wish that no child ever has to actually make for themselves. Wow. Okay. Man. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Um I felt that. Um Me too. And so you didn't speak English till sixth grade. Yeah, I taught myself English. My ESL teacher gave up on me. She told me I was a backward speaker because Russian and German are my first languages and the way that you conjugate in this old English and in this American English, it's seen as backwards. Yet the rest of the world speaks this way. I don't care if you're speaking Spanish, Russian, Italian, they do. Arabic. They do. This is how yeah. we actually should speak. It's backwards here. You're backwards yeah. to the principal's office. Right. Or like you come wow. from slaves. No, we don't. You come from me. We are a spectrum from the deepest melanated to the lightest to the principal's office. You know, they gave up on me. You'll never speak English well enough, yet I'm now an award-winning speaker. Mm. Yet I realized after that experience, because that was something that sat with me for a while, yet I did get the download one day, the breakthrough, as I'm constantly transforming that. You know, she was just giving up on me because she already gave up on herself. Right. Every intentional teacher can instruct and teach a child. If you are activated and here to connect, the child will feel it, and they will be activated and here to connect. Mm, if wow. you don't believe in that child... It's because you don't believe in yourself. Right. Now you're giving them the influence of not believing in themselves. Mm. And that was something I had to overcome. Wow. You know, I see you talking <laughs> and like, I see, I could tell like you're like right back to that kid. You're like, oh, you're yeah. explaining it so detailed. And it's funny that you say that because my, my son has so much confidence. Ooh, he walks go. around like, Black boy joy, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, be the so, one. I, I know he, he should, is. as yeah. he should, so yeah. do mine. Cool. Yeah. They, they're them boys in school, believe and, me. And I don't want him to lose that. I think I'm on a mission. You've got to protect that. Yep. Protect that light, protect that wholeness. Yep. But also make equip them. Yeah. Make sure they're capable of navigating this world. Yep. This world does have darkness in it, yet it's not consumed by darkness. Don't right. let the media fool you. Right. That's why when Diddy said, whoever controls the media controls the world. That's true. Be mindful of what you're ingesting and what you're coming into contact with. Yeah, the media, this is very powerful, right? I oh, could, yeah. If we started talking about something. Imagine this is the only type of program that you, you see. see. Imagine this is the only thing you see and scroll. Mm. See, my daughter's, my daughter's going to love this. She has All confidence right. too. Let's go. But I really poured into her and yes. she's kind of like, she'll give me some back talk. Yeah. But then I hear her on the phone, uh -huh. and she sounds just like me. Yeah. She sounds just <laughs> like me. But the back talk, you know, it can be respectable. Yeah. In yeah. some boundaries, you yeah. know, yeah. we also yeah. have to test the waters, yeah. and she has to show you. How old is she now? 16. Okay, well, come on. She's at that age. I know, I know. She's and, at that age. And she's like, you don't never give me a, you don't never let me talk. You always think you're right. Like, you know what? Oh. Let she me. She checked you. She did. Okay. And if How I did that make you feel? Now I'm going to flip it on you. How no. did that make you feel um, as a parent? I remember if, if I were to say that to my mom. Yes. Right. Right. So, Silence. You're not allowed yeah. to speak. Right. So I always tell myself, I'm never going to do that to my kid. I want to. So then it, it happened mm -hmm. and I almost did what my parents would have done. Mm -hmm. But then I thought about it and I said, okay, let's do this thing where like you just express everything to me and then I'll give you my advice. I mm -hmm. hope you would take it. But I know sometimes she has to go through things. Yeah. To learn it. And we want to protect our kids so much. We want to guard them from this world, yet we are doing them a disservice if we don't allow them to confront themselves right. and deal with these factors and the things in their life. We can't hurdle for them. They got to they gotta hurdle in this race. 
for themselves. Yeah. We just have to know that we've been training them. Yeah. You know, their calves are strong. They're right. hydrated. They're right. ready. They're focused. Right. 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 And that they know that they can win this race and that they can hurdle over any obstacle, but they got to do the hurdling themselves. Otherwise, we're doing them a disservice. So I don't let my kids talk back. Mm. However, I do have conversations with yes. my children. And they're only yes. five and eight. Wow. We get into it. Mm. We have an exchange. Oh, Judah, da-da-da. But mommy, da-da-da-da-da. Pause. Okay. You heard what I said? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Did you acknowledge it? I acknowledge it. Like, these are the words that I'm giving them. These are the fundamentals and vernacular I want them to understand. How to reason. How to exchange. How to sit down and have a chop. Right. How to understand that. It's not about you being right or me being wrong or me being right and you being wrong. Right. It's about exchanging information. Can we get to a common understanding? Can we compromise? Can we pivot? Ooh. You know, you said something on the phone. Oh, what's that? Can't pivot. It's going to be hard to, it's hard to make it around here. Yeah, you did ask me, like, well, what's the key to success? And I was like, well, listen, I don't think this is a singular thing. I will tell you this. If you cannot pivot, you don't get stuck. Mm. You're going to end up blocking your blessings. And don't think that you are going to be successful in any area of your life if you get stuck in your own ways. Mm. Because when you can't pivot out of your own way, then you can't even do it for others. Who's gonna wanna grow with you? Who's gonna wanna invest their time and their energy, let alone anything else in you, if you're controlled by that ego? You know, I know we're short on time. We could talk for hours. We'll do a part two. There's gotta be a part two. I appreciate you coming here. Thank you. You said something very powerful on the phone to me. You know, you were like, you know, I see you. Yes. I see you. Just that. And I was like, wow. And you were like, you know, because no one, I didn't have any, I knew people were seeing me, but I didn't know people, people didn't tell you they saw me. Mm. But they're watching, right? Mm-hmm. And they then, watch, watch, watch. You're like, even the Wells. Then you got into the Wells thing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So you're like, yeah, even the Wells, they watch. They're like, what is they talking about, well, Wells? Right, right. We'll right? get into it. We'll get into it. And then you said something, but now I'm a Wells. You said you realized you was a well. Yes. Because the pond was small. Like, oh, I have no room in here. Yeah. I thought I was a big fish in a small pond for a long time. Mm. I had to get out. It was too tight. It's too tight in Connecticut. It's too tight in the tri-state. I need to get out into this world. Mm. I needed to go against what TLC was telling me. Don't right, go right, chase waterfalls. Right, right. I'm like, nah, I'm chasing these waterfalls. <laughs> I'm looking nice for the thing. source of this of this ocean. Where is the river? Where right. is the water? You know, I stay hiking, yeah. you know, going to the water. I yeah. stay meditating in the waterfalls. I'm like, where is it? I'm like, oh, I finally found it. Oh, snap. I wasn't a big fish in a small pond. I have always been a whale. Mm. What does hiking do for you? It is a way that I earth. It's a way that I tend to myself internally. It's self-care. It's mindfulness. It's taking that time to put my phone on Do Not Disturb and be with myself. Sit with myself, which is sitting with my maker, which is being with my maker. It's a way to quiet the noise so I can tap into that whisper and never lose the reasoning and the understanding of what I'm doing and who I am. I healed that broken child within me. Her name is Naya Zuri. Everything that you see here is the revolution, mm. is the rebirthing. And best believe, this revolution gonna be televised. Well, on that <laughs> note, yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. That Shout was... out to the Naya Zuri Nation. You know what it is. That was dope, yo. All right. Ooh, we could have went for another hour. Oh, yeah, we, 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 there's a lot more yeah, we can talk about. What mean, time no, is it? You look no, up the no, time? But, no, because I'm looking for What time is it? It's noon. Oh, snap. So you got to go. I got to get out of here.